Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simchas and Vikalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simcha the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala. Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, Please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Go Simple, the podcast. Last week was episode 13, so you know what that means. We're up to episode 14, and how awesome is that? We're hitting a big milestone here on the podcast, and we've gone through some great artists composers, songwriters, producers, and more. And this week, we have a very special guest on our show. I know I say it every single week. We have a very special guest on our show because everyone's special. At the end of the day, they're all special guests, and that's why we love having you on the show. But this week, we have a very special guest. Um, his name is Baruch Shalom, and I am so happy to have him on the show. He just released a new album, and not only are we going to talk about the album because that's important, but we're just going to talk about him and see who he is, what he's all about, and how we get to know him better. So welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Baruch Hashem, I'm doing amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Cool, man. I was feeling it more, but now I, I, I know it now. I just like, I know it. Oh, wow. It's kind oh. of like a future. <laughs> well, that makes me feel great, you know? That makes me feel real great. So, so talk to us. So who are you? I, I mean, I've heard of you. Um, it's, it's actually funny. Like you're, like you're one of those guys that I've heard of because I've heard some of your songs in the past, but I didn't really put face to to song. It was the same thing that happened with me and Shlemy Gertner. Like I started talking with Shlemy and all of a sudden we started talking about his music. I was like, you're that guy. So, I, you, so you are another one of those that guys. So talk to us. What's, what's, your, what's your story? Okay, so um, I'm 28 years old. I was born. Now we're not going to go that far. Let's, oh, let's, let's, let's start from the first. Let, where do we start from? The first CD. Yeah. So initially I put out an album with a man named Yibel Wardegar, Mordecai the David's son. Okay. I worked many, uh, many years on that CD. I worked, started working on that CD when I was 19. Um, it was a, Yibel produced it. We, I wrote the songs and he guided me, you know, towards what type of uh, songs I should write and, you know, what type of intros we were looking for. And we put out this first CD. It's called Bishvili Nirailam. It was a beautiful album. Um, got a very good response. One of the very big hits from the album was actually by Yamali. By Yechulut, Filo, Maisha, Shuva, Yistari. There were a lot of good songs and successful songs on it. Um, after the album came out, frankly, I was um, not up to par with the industry at all. I was clueless about what's flying. Um, I was walking out of a studio, like a five-year studio, and um, all of a sudden, live shows, who's who, I had no clue. I, I would, for example, I would get, let's say, 
calls for like a job, I wouldn't get back to it. Like I didn't know like, oh, that's Shev Brachas. Like who sings at a Shev Brachas? You want to sing at a Shev Brachas? Like, I don't know. What's, what's, <laughs> for who? Well, which band? Freilach? Who's that? Is that Aaron Teitelbaum? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I knew a little more than that, but I was very uninformed. And kind of, it just, I learned, I was learning in the process. And in the meantime, I was, I got burnt out. Um, because what for me music was was about going to the studio, writing an awesome bass line, and you know connecting with the beats. And all of a sudden you walk out and you're dealing with this like business event type of idea, and I just wasn't interested in engaging in that. And by the time I was interested in engaging in that, I kind of you know adapting to it, the CD phase was kind of over. So the CD um, the songs got very popular. But the artist kind of got pushed to the back. Now, I do have a hardcore fan base, actually. Really? I do. But, yeah, I, I, I do. I'm, I'm, whatever, I'm out here, like, I'm not blowing things up. But the only thing is, they weren't given content after that. I kind of didn't follow up. I was like, kind of, I don't know. It was like, I put out a really good album, and then I don't know what to do with it. It was, it was, that was, it was an interesting thing. Weirdly enough, it even started selling, like, a year later. Like the album sold most of the copies that were sold were sold over a year later. Interesting, no? Like you yeah, think very. you you think like usually the boom goes then, the boom went on later. And that's what kind of what happened was I went into business and um, you know, music was kind of like uh, you know you know, say goodbye to the dream, get real, right. you know, you have a family to feed. So that's uh, <laughs> just I'm putting on a certain narrative. Right. And um and also, and what happens is, is that like I start getting feedback about my CD, and it was, it was like, it was interesting because it wasn't kind of like, oh my god, I just heard you, you know, you're the best, awesome, because you were just at a concert and you just, you know, you did something on Instagram. It was more like, I heard your album two days ago because my cousin heard it, and right. it's really good type of thing. Like, what is going on? You put out right. this album when? Two years ago? Like, it was, it was, I was getting that type of feedback. And the, so it was interesting. It was like, we're, something was happening. And I, I called the, um, the distributor, Niggin Music, and I told him, I don't, know I don't know what's going on. I know you didn't distribute my first CD, but I want you to invest in number two because it's picking up the record sales. They're picking up and... And I'm getting feedback, and I, I'm like, I want to re-engage in this thing. I want to get, I want to get back at it. I want to do this right. I want to do this 100%. So that was the first. And then, so what happens is, we put out this album that was a, I, I, I would say this because it was an utter failure. It was a middle, a middle album. People don't, artists don't usually say this because they can't say what's a failure, not a failure. I'll tell you what, that was a failure. Now it wasn't a failure because within failure, there's less than, and there's people that even love your failure type of CDs. But the CD wasn't a good album. We put out a wedding album. Mm. And it was like the worst move possibly that somebody could do for their career. Okay, really? some worst move I could have done. So now I'm here. I'm trying to get out. I'm like getting out of this like um, this uh, unconsciousness. See? I'm unconsciousness, so to say. And then I put out this record that's even worse. No, no, I'm sorry. My first record wasn't bad. It just, I'm saying like I put out a record that even the fans that were really like liking the music were like, okay, fine. This wedding album of yours, like really? 
Baruch Hashem, it was so bad that no one even heard it. Wow. That wasn't bad. That's it wasn't that bad. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, it's a real accomplishment. <laughs> now, it wasn't that bad. I can't explain it. Producer was good for it. Everyone did a fine job. Everyone was okay, but it was, I can't explain it. Low energy, like no vision of it. And it, it was dead. It was dead. In, it, was, it was, it is what it is. So, again, I'm, I'm now like, I, now I have no first CD and I have no second CD. More or less, my career was in, was in the, it was completely, it was just garbage. Mm. So what I do is now is that, is I, um, I go for the, I go for the, um, what was that to? Trying to, trying to remember. You were saying about your, you have no first album, you have no second album. So now you're, you're in this position to either sink or swim kind of thing, right? Exactly. So no, so more or less, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm just done. Like I'm right. done. And, and, and I, that, that was a reaction. That was everybody's reaction. Now for whatever reason, something happened that I wrote this song and it's called Hineini. It's about my great grandfather. He came to America in 1907, defended his parents in a Kretschmer. You know, they got into a physical fight. Him and a Kazakh killed him. He had to run away from town. It's a very long story. And I wrote a song about him. And this song was really beautiful. Like, you know, you know when something's special. And um, I wrote then another song. And before you know, he's like, good music started coming. I started writing again because, again, the first album I wrote, Second album was a wedding album. I didn't write any songs. I wasn't writing then. I had, I had writer's block. I was kind of like just done with it. I wasn't interested. So now all of a sudden I start writing again. I call up the distributor. I tell him, it's really, you know, from Nigga Music. I don't know what you did to me last album. You give me, you know, you give me this wedding album and this, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I know, but we got to do it again. I got to take my, my, I got to take a final swing at it. I'm going to take my swing at this CD because this CD I'm going to give it all I've got. And it's really was, he's a good man. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, I convinced him, I guess you can say that. I convinced <laughs> him. And he, and he fronted the money. Fronted about half the, the cost of the hour. Actually, maybe probably a third. And I, and I go to Eon Freighter. New team. The album before was Ellie Lashinsky. Hilo Werdiger. Hilo's not busy with his father. He's his own album. I'm going independent now. I'm going... To Eon Freighter, brand new team. Hi, what's your name? Eon. Oh, what did he record? Okay, very nice. We start playing him songs. And and Eon, you know, is the arranger for Shlecky, Benny, Marcha Shapiro. Um, who else was there? He's, he's, supposed to come on our show. Know he's actually supposed oh, to come on our Eon? show. Yep, he's booked to come really? on our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get him on, get him on. I mean, I'm not sure if he talks that much, but yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's definitely good. He's definitely a good musician. So what happened is comes on I, I go into the studio and now this is new i bring my i brought my friend to the studio and a friend from uh, Charlotte. like not no like we're not going professional now we're going like we're just going to hit the studio in a new way i walk in i show our eon songs whatever he says yes to goes on to the album if it's no and he's not interested he gets swipes side slapped that's how it works okay now we have our songs and he's and yeah that like just it was there was no time for monkey business. Like I was here to kill it. They were like, just take it to the next level or nothing. I wasn't here to like work things out and try to negotiate. Nothing. I'm not here to negotiate. I just want to make a good CD, make some solid music. 
Right. Plays me a track. So I show him a couple of songs. Okay, nice. Let's let's see what we can do with it. You know, okay, going great. He says, you know, I have other musical tracks that I'd like to show you. Um, I'm wondering what, you know, what your thoughts are. Oh, my God. The musicians now is going to show me his track. This is like when it gets really boring, you know? You meet a musician, now they want to show you their music. It's like, no, I'm not in the mood of it. Not at all. Really wasn't in the mood. Eon turns on his beats. And that Rebind song, yeah, the beat starts turning on. Baseline, I'm like, oh, nice. I like it. All of a sudden, it goes into ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. So it goes really fast punk. Yeah. I'm thrown off completely. I'm like, Eon, this song is good. And all of a sudden, it comes like weird. Why is it that way? Let me take it home. Let me take this beat home. Uh, and I just love the first part because it was so artistic. It's so, you know, it has this beautiful feel. I, and the second. I want to interject for a second. When you're talking please. about Rebone, um, I, I, I sat and listened to your album all day today. And I actually, I fell in love with that track. As a musician myself, I was able to pick out the melodies and pick out everything. I fell in love with that track. And that specific part that you're talking about in the beginning of the song with that, with that, with the with the baseline with everything going for it i was just like wow this is awesome and then you're right i also had the same i had the same thoughts when when all of a sudden it switched to a bit more of a a punk um a punk punk rock um, melody beat and with that riff in there with the guitar i was just like what just happened but still nonetheless man it was like it was like it was amazing and i'm a big fan enough no, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we were feeling, you know, we're feeling the same way. So I think the, 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 I think the track home right? and I'm singing over the first part, you know, so it's uh, I get home at night next day. I, you know, I got to get my kids ready for school playing the track. And I'm just like crazy about the first part. And all of a sudden the second part comes in and I, and then this tune pops up into my head and it's just, that's good. Okay. This I just like work like that's so first about you, but and I seen I seen to my wife, my kids like it. They're not opposed to it. You know, they would just mean stop the music. I don't know the three and four, so their opinions are you know pretty abrupt right. and and straight up. <laughs> And, and no one's objecting, and I take this studio, go back to Jan, I show him what I'm doing, we record it, and I don't know, that's like, that was number, that was the first song we did. And we were on to good things from there. But, you know, that's the beginning of the album. That's the right. beginning of the album. It's like a new beginning, it's fresh. It's awesome. That's really cool. So, so from what I'm understanding about you, is not only you're a singer and a recording artist, and you potentially do weddings if you if you remember to do weddings or shabbat brachas, but you also write music as well, and you also you're also in that involved in that aspect of the business too, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, how long have you been writing music for? Oh, I, I've written music since um, I've written music um, for, for like I don't know since I was five probably. Any song that's like, I mean, the first song that probably takes shape is Millennium's Ziv. Like, you know, the Eagle thing, my producer, um, in about seven years ago. But I've been writing ever since. But it's funny because, you know, if you spoke to me like two years ago about writing music, I I would talk, I would like only want to talk about that. And and the weird thing that happened is that I kind of forgot that I was a songwriter. 
this CD was like about like just, I don't know, having like a good time. So I wrote in order to like get to a certain place with music versus writing because I'm a writer. Like I left that, I, I forgot that I'm a songwriter. And, and it's interesting because in a way, it helps me write better music. I don't, no, for sure. Like, if, I don't, you're, if you're passionate about it, if you're, if you're doing it because you want to do it and it's, it, you're passionate about it, you're going to have more enjoyment. You're going to gain more enjoyment for it. If you're doing it because you're, you're just writing and you know you're getting paid for it or whatever, whatever your deal is, you're not going to have yeah. that enjoyment and that same passion. And it shows in your music. Like you, can, you, you just said it yourself about that song. It shows in your music. Um, now, regarding your album... This album, I, I, I listened to all the tracks, and I found that you had a very interesting flavor to it. It had a very, very interesting flavor to it. There was a lot of bass. There was a lot of soul to it. Like now that you're telling me the story behind it, I see why there was so much soul in that. Like I'm saying from the genre of the soul music perspective. Any, any insight on that? Am I, am I, am I correct? Am I... No, no. Uh, I mean, absolutely. Again, non-consciously, non-consciously. Right. But when I went into this, when I went into the CD, there was, there was no fame involved in, 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 in its stimulus. Like you can't, there was nothing, there wasn't no superstar singing behind the microphone. It was just a regular guy that loves music walking into a CD. And not only that, a little bit, I was like very humble during this album's process. I was humbled by it because I, I was working on my first album and I wanted to blow it out of the water. I really wanted to blow it out of the water. Every singer wants to, but sometimes you don't. And I didn't over there. And over here, it was like kind of like, not like giving you my last chance, like, you know, like a race horse, but I was like just, I was putting everything out on the table. There was like nothing that was just going to stop expression. I'm going to go 1,000% on the CD. That was my nice. approach to it. Nice. That is what we're hearing, yeah. That's really cool. So do you play any instruments yourself? I would assume you do just because you're able to write and able to sing. I would assume you play something. <laughs> yeah, I play guitar and piano. Very cool. Not great, but I'm about, yeah, you know. Hey, listen, you know, you're able to you're able to write your music and you're able to write it down and play it. That's pretty good. And that's a pretty big accomplishment. Um, Thank you. For sure. Uh, so what's your favorite oh, aspect? <laughs> of course what's your favorite aspect of being involved in this world like i mean like it seems like you finally found yourself in what you what you're doing with this album with this new album it seems like you finally found yourself in in the music world is that you enjoy writing your songs you enjoy singing them you have the right the right guys back behind you in the studio so what's your favorite part about all this like what do you enjoy the most so the the, the favorite part um is actually now it's so it's funny Mm -hmm. Again, originally I wanted, I, I actually didn't want to talk to fans. I just wanted to write. And for some odd reason, my biggest form of like, if I, if I needed to be refueled, so to say, yeah. musically, I, I like, I like, like, I like talking to people about it. Like, I, for example, this past Thursday night, I went with, you know, I went, I went with my producer, which is actually the same type of guy. He's, he's actually a pretty a big manager in business. But he like, we went out to this um, restaurant just to meet with people, just to talk to them and, you know, just connect. And it's, it was, and it's like fun. And, you see, and we played the album and we sang on top of it, like guitar and all that. So meeting with people, going to the jobs. I did a wedding clashing job last week. I knew the Hustle was a fan and he booked a different singer. So he loved the album. But he, and his friend tells me, but his father already booked someone or something like that. So I'm like, where's the wedding? I'm coming. 
there was no awesome. album, and we just yeah, and it was just fun. It was like it was like you know, it was just it was just fun. It was just I can't explain. I got you. I can't explain it. It's not that I get you. I, I, totally, I totally get you. I totally get you, man. I totally get you. You love what you do. That's it. There's nothing yeah, to explain. I, you love what you do. You're enjoying it. You're getting that gishmak from it. And there's nothing more to explain. It's great that yeah. you go down there and you crash somebody's wedding, do a song or two. As, as I said to you before, when we, when, when we first opened up the show, how like your music, like you're that guy, like, you know, like I've heard your music before, but I just can't put a face to it. So when you mentioned that um, the, the Yamale is your song, yeah. like I was like, oh yeah, I know that song. I used to listen to that song all day. You know, and it's like, oh, it's, you're that guy. So it's funny, but now we have a, now we have a face and a voice to the song that is yeah. that is Baruch Shalom. It's pretty cool. So what's what's going on with you now? You finished this album. What do you, what other projects are you working on? Do you do other gigs like weddings and bar mitzvahs and other simchas like that, or you're primarily focused on writing your music and selling this album? Like, what's your deal? Oh, so, so no, so I'm getting actually, um, after the CD came out, I'm getting a lot of phone calls. Um, and, yeah, no, I'm doing Simchas now. I, but then again, like, it, it's interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just, I can't call myself your, like, wedding singer, but I'm singing at weddings, I guess, and people are hiring me for weddings. And, um, you know, we're choosing from the playlist, you know, the songs that I, that I actually like. And we go through, you know, a list of songs. We choose them. We go with a good band. And we're having a good time. We're going to the wedding. We're going to have a good time. Maybe it's a wedding singer. Maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know, what, whatever the title is. It's, yeah, we're going, we're going live now. I want to take this. I really want to take my album to the public. So I want to be able to execute it in a public way and kind of give it to people like, you know, at, on a stage. And it's yes. an art. It's an art. The stage is an art. And, and, and I'm actually, this time I'm actually looking forward to the, to the, to the learning curves about it because it's going to be, there's a, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to live events. Yeah, for sure. If I can unlock that, yeah, it's it's. You have to have a lot of persuasiveness. A lot of pers- I mean, that would be a little bit derogatory word, but you got to be good at right. what you do on stage. You so it's. Uh, it's an, you're an entertainer. You got to You got to be able. You got to. You got to be able to entertain the crowd. You got to be able to feel the crowd. You got to be able to get in their heads and understand what they want and be able to play to that audience. It's 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 a science. It's a chachma to it. And yeah, exactly. Master that, oh boy, you're 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 going places. But I think, that, <laughs> but I really, I really, I'm a big fan of your album. Your this latest album of yours, from a musical perspective, just saying, just seeing how like everything comes together, and the harmonies are good, and the the instruments all work well together, and the songs they're just really, really, really great. What was your favorite song that you wrote on this album? Um, I don't know. Each one is, has it's like each one has its place. I, I guess there's um, every song mm-hmm. has its like own message and own like you know period of time that I like it. So hard to say, but I would say maybe right now, like right this second, would probably be Kinani. Yesterday was Rebine, and tomorrow is <laughs> Rebine again, and then two days from now it's Lord. That was you know, a Lord good. is a very uh, that was a very good one. Yeah, Lord's, Lord is a Lord what's, is a. And, yeah, I'm sorry. What's the story behind that? Because it sounded like there was you put a lot. It, the way the way the sound came out it seemed like you put a lot of work into that track. 
It's actually it's actually interesting. I mean, we we the producer was um you know Ian Frader and Daniel Kapler, and I had this um I had the lyrics from a, a friend that was telling me he was actually this guy that was um you know like a fan friend. I call them fan friends because they come friends via your music. Okay. Not because of your music, but they you introduce yourself because of, you know, that's what brings you guys together. So, um, he he brought me to these lyrics, and he was always telling me how to put these lyrics because everyone you know he had this um. I guess a certain like he he's driven by paranoia, a oh. little bit like by the competitive car paranoia. So he always told me everyone thinks your career is over. You got to write these words. Like you know that my energy surround me. Wow, that's like pretty intense. Right. I'm like nah, I'm not doing that. So I'm like you know, do me a favor. And we write the chorus. I was still doing construction. And construction get really really um, stressful. So I was doing. I just found myself singing one day. Lord, my Lord, oh, give me the strength, my Lord. Lord, Lord, my Lord, oh, give me the strength, my Lord. Lord, Lord, I was just singing it over and over. And then all of a sudden, I said, Call God and say, Vavoni, Savoni, Savavoni. So, versus like it being competitive, it's like more like it was a little bit more, I thought of it more as big band, like, Call God and say, Vavoni, Savoni, Savavoni. But then I took the song to them and it went pop. Oh. And like it was supposed to be more soul. Yeah. So I guess the soul vibe is there, but the the pop uh, influence production, it's a pop. So it has good friction and, you know, ha, ha, and all that, you know, and that's it. The song is, it's like, it's just a power. Of, give me the strength. That's it. You know, give me yeah, the for strength. Sure. For sure. Man. So going through your album and analyzing it like we just we've pretty much done and seeing how you really put all your heart and soul into it what would you say is one of your favorite genres of music and what's your take on jewish music nowadays and how it's evolved and how the influences from various sources have come into the jewish music industry what would you say about that okay, so music industry jewish music is a uh, like let's define Jewish music. It's just Jewish <laughs> music is a person Jew no, is a person yeah, exactly. The person <laughs> Jewish or so I, I would say this is what Jewish music is. Jewish music is a a a, a Jew, right? That's the first thing. <laughs> and he's in he's in whatever situation he's in. And if he's living by the and everybody's always living with the, you know, with Abish or God, but in a sense, over here he's expressing himself through that find himself even in the toughest spot or in the best spot, his expression, he's looking towards the Abishar and he's davening. In his own words, doesn't have only mean doesn't only have to be what's in the sitter. So that type of thing, I don't care if he's getting influence from the radio because that is inevitable. That's like the you know, radio music is kind of like ear. Can not breathe in the ear. Okay, you could turn off the radio you could turn off the radio. You don't listen to the radio, but radio sounds something that's almost impossible to, you know, to control the influence. It's, you just listen to all Chabad Nagunim, they sound Russian. Listen to mm-hmm. Polish Chabad Nagunim, they sound Polish. You can't control influence. Right. Influence is. The question is, are you taking it and bringing it to God? Are you taking it to davening? And that's what I think Jewish music is. I think it's taking a sound of an era and, and going towards that and using that for davening. So it's purifying something, and it's that's, that's what it is. That's why I see Jewish music. So when you see people that are either, either too secular based 
Mm-hmm. So that's like, okay, you're not, you're, you're going too left on it because you're not taking it, you know, you're not taking it home. And if you're only taking it home, like, what are you taking home? Only yourself? Like you're not taking anything with you. So you're not really accomplishing much because you're just doing another old sounding song that nobody cares about. It, it doesn't accomplish anything. If you're, if your song is boring, maybe it's good for you, but it's not good for anyone else. You, you know, you have to appeal. People have to feel it. People have got to sing. Like, people want to feel their music, and that's usually what's trendy. So, I mean, that's my idea of Jewish music. <laughs> nice. It's, it's, a yeah. very, it's a very good outlook on it. It's a very, good, it's a very, very, very good outlook on it, and, I, and I, I agree with you 100%. If you're doing it, if you're doing it um, for, from a Kedusha aspect of things, and you're taking that and elevating the music that you're that, – it's inevitable it's influenced um then yeah 100 percent so yeah, it's uh maybe maybe we could call my approach that and um it's not kidding <laughs> everything is ultimately the same yeah. these things are ultimately the same messages but in, in different ways so no but, for uh, sure for sure. So, so what's what does the future hold for you, my friend? What are we What are we seeing in the future regarding regarding your f- albums and any music videos in the works? Are you Are you into that kind of stuff, or you're just oh okay? So, you know, no, so fine. So, first of all, I, I I don't know what the future has in mind. I I know that there's already a lot of things that I haven't expected that already came up. For example, certain hotel programs giving me a call certain concerts giving me a call. I'm like, wow, these guys are calling me now. That's very interesting. I mean, I've never like thought about speaking to, you know, not in an overwhelmed way because they're not really big. Like I'm just the same size as these programs do. But I mean, I think people make that mistake. I think like famous, like there's no difference between one person or one event or one stage, but it's just interesting that, that we're finding connection or finding connection. So it's interesting that certain Pesach program, is like now connecting with the music and I'm connecting with my music. So we kind of have something in common. Something that you always see in like a Mishpacha magazine, like can I have something in common? So just, I find that to be interesting and, and actually very, very nice. Like it's a big bracha. Second thing is um, I, I, with music videos, absolutely. I'm going into it. Um, it's different. It's a different uh, mindset. I have to find the right guy. We're all looking at a few people now that I could just, you know, connect with and make good content. Because again, I don't want to be all flashy. I don't want to make it all about like I don't know. I don't know. It, it, music video is a tough thing. It's a really tough thing, and uh, you got to do it right. But we're gonna we're gonna do it very well in Ritz and We're gonna put out good songs, and you know, for the children to watch, let them have some Jewish entertainment. And that's what it's about. I mean, it's you know, it's about that too. It's about for that sure. too, and I hope they like it. For sure, that's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm, I'm really like I w- I'm totally looking forward to watching a video of yours because I feel like you could probably portray your message on screen just as well as you've been portraying your message and your and your music um, on the CDs. Now, what type of message does your music? Do you have a, a certain message and certain theme that you're trying to um, pr- portray in your albums and your songs? Or and what kind of message do you have to give over to your listeners within your music? Do you have any specific like message? I mean, it's the it's it's an interesting um, my message, my message. Right, I mean, I, I'm still I, I don't feel though like I'm a uh, how do you put it like I don't really have a a message. But I guess we could we could say this we could say this. My message in the CD was about I don't know just like kind of jumping into it. And just giving it, 
it's going to sound uh, slogan for me. They're giving it all you got. You got to do. You got to do your part. You got to do your part, and you got to connect with Hashem. You have to dial in very intensely. Got to throw yourself into it, and what's it? Whatever you have, and don't uh, define how it looks or what it is, and you know what style it's in. Just do it. Just go for it. Like, come on, like go for it, man. Jump right in. Take it. Take. Jump right in. Don't have fear. Like, don't worry about the. the don't worry about the outcome. Don't think so much about the outcome. You're not. You know. You're not, no, that, sure. you're, not, you're not that much of a control. Just do no, what you got to sure. do one day at a time. There you so, go. As we say in Hebrew, we say we have a saying, be very lot, lot, little by little. Every, you know what I'm saying? Literally. Like, lot, lot. Uh, it's funny, yeah. It's interesting. I've, actually, my one of my, like I have a big desire. It's, it's not yet like any, it might just happen, but I have this big, uh, this big, 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 uh, like wanting to come to Israel for about, like a sabbatical. Do it. I'm hoping that could happen. Yeah, and I want to do an album there when I'm there. You should That's totally do it. Like, I want to just, yeah, with, without noise. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, just like one concept. I'm saying, I don't mind concepts, believe me, but I'm saying just getting involved in the culture. Like, I want to go more to Tzvast and Yashorayim. Just go there and like quiet. Just quiet. Every day go to Shachar. So like 6.30 where it's just not like entertaining. Just, you know, <laughs> get involved in the culture in, in a way that just like, the real deal, and uh, and and I hope, I really hope that can happen. That would be a, that would be a big, big bracha. That would be a huge, huge bracha. Listen, my door, my so, door's always open. If you ever come over here, my door's always open. And, I happen, and we're based in Ramat Beit Shemesh. There's a few famous recording artists out here in Ramat Beit Shemesh, um, and there's a number of different studios over here too. So feel free to come on by. Is, it, is there a public bus transportation there? Of course there is. We're not a third world country. We have the famous 417 bus from here to Jerusalem. And now the 419 as well and the 418. We have many ways to get from Jerusalem to Beit Shemesh. We have nothing Beautiful. to worry. Beautiful. That's, that's so good to hear. No, that's good. We're, we're, oh, listen, I'm going to be there. Questions went, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get over. We're going to be in Israel soon. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to greeting your arrival. Well, Barcelona... It was seriously an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show this week. I learned a lot about you. Again, now, as I said this to, to Shlemy Gartner after we did the whole show, I said, I'm a bigger fan of yours now than I was when I was in, when I was in grade school because now I actually know who you are. Um, and <laughs> so the same, the same thought and the same feeling is there with you. I'm a bigger fan of yours now than I was before because now I know who you are and now I know your songs. And I was a big fan of your first album. I, I I would like to say I I I would be one of your hardcore fans. Um, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, Dijan. It's uh, and uh, continue uh, spreading the light. For where sure. you are. Well, that's, that's what we're doing. We're we're spreading I'm in Rapid I'm in I'm in I'm in yeah. what we like to call Little America, but we're spreading the wow. light every. We're spreading the light everywhere we go with with this podcast, with our with what we do, and we like to give up. I, I, I that one of the reasons I love doing this show is that every every artist that we have on the show, every guest we have on the show, has something that we can all take away. Like you guys, each have your own perspectives on things that we can all take away and learn a little bit and have 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 been much bia from, and it's amazing. And I've definitely learned a lot from you today, and we truly. Have, are so happy that you're able to join us here for episode 14 of Go Simple the podcast, and we look forward to hearing many good things from you in the future. So, again, it was a pleasure to have you on the show, and I look Thank forward you, to hearing more good things come from you in the end. 
Awesome. I'll see you around, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Central, the podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at GoSimcha.live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!